Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is the tank top sage. It's Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. Well, it's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. Let's get everybody listening. Um, so look, check it out. It's we're in that nice little time of the season where the heat isn't blasting in the apartment and it's not hot outside so it's like nice and cool so i don't have to wear the tank top right now yeah but trust me once once the weather drops below 50 the heaters is gonna go up to a thousand and i'll be barbecuing in here all winter yeah my uh my room is not blistering cold right now so that's very nice as well um it is uh just the two of us today brian uh, could not make it unfortunately prayers to the boy um but uh he'll be back next week uh so it's just us and we got a lot to talk about today uh so <laughs> let's not waste any time uh let's get into plugs uh you can find me at the chris espinal on twitter and instagram joshua cole where can they find you they can find me at jd cole underscore 37 on the grams of insta and um at new jump city josh on twitter uh get at me oh yeah you can follow brian at b.esp on twitter and instagram uh he he also has a twitch uh channel twitch.tv slash it's punchline check him out on that uh you can follow the show itself at new jump city on twitter and instagram follow us on twitter especially because we do we usually do a really good chapter of the week poll uh, I did not do it this week because I forgot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris was delirious off of the Giants win in <laughs> London. So he obviously got shit-faced from the morning and for the rest of his Sunday. Yeah. So he's still recovering. Yeah, I had to celebrate. That's why he has a Kansas City hat on right now. Listen, buddy, I have to that's celebrate. How, that's these. how incoherent he is. Well, you know, I'm more of a neutral fan, but I do like to see the Giants do well. You know, it's nice. I mean, it must feel just as good to see the Cowboys demolishing people with Cooper Rush. Right? First of all. (laughs) You're very happy that Cooper Rush single-handedly is, like, carrying this team to a potential playoff berth? He's not carrying shit. He's really just dragging the deck. Only only thing he's carrying is his own nuts. All right? I mean... If and he's carrying them well, all right? If, if, okay? So, there <laughs> you right. go. I mean, you know. That defense, though? The defense is great. Oh, man. Yeah. But, you know. Shouts out to Cooper Rush. They love to hug the quarterback. Yeah. They want hugs all day. Especially Cooper Rush, who is winning them games. <laughs> he's going to be your quarterback next year. No, Why? he's not. I mean, Danny Dimes is doing great. He might be our franchise guy. You found your franchise to guy too. Congratulations. No, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. All right. All right. <laughs> That's uh, we can move forward. Usually I do uh, a weekly poll where you guys get to decide your favorite chapter, but I forgot this morning. So couldn't do it. It came out on Monday this week. I was running errands and shit. So uh, next week I'll do it for sure. I promise. I promise, guys. Um, so follow us on Twitter and Instagram and on TikTok. Why not? We're cool. We're part of the new gen. Uh, (laughs) We're hip. 
you can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. Uh, you can also comment under the video you're watching, whether uh, you want to comment on the full version of the pod or the little highlight breakouts we make for you guys every week. Let us know what you guys think about the chapters, about uh, everything that we're talking about, uh, about the show in general. That would be nice. Some feedback would be cool. So uh, comment away. Uh, you could uh, also subscribe while you're at it. Give us a, a subscribe. Smash that uh, subscribe button. Uh, hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload. Uh, like the show. Share the show. Do all the things. You know what to do. Uh, and if you prefer audio podcasts, uh, you can check us out uh, on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on there. So that would be fun if you guys got into that. Leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. And uh, yeah. That's it. That's all we got. Thanks uh, so much for listening. Let's uh, move onward with the show. One Piece. One. One. One Piece. This is One Piece chapter 1062, Adventure in the Land of Science. Uh, There's an interesting little cover page here as we uh, have been tracking the, uh, the movements of Germa 66 since the whole cake island they recently escaped with uh niji and yanji and caesar clown so you know they're going to be doing stuff i guess uh but this cover page is nothing but the entire uh town of K- uh well island of cacao island in big mom's uh island uh whole cake island completely frozen it seems and you know what that means aokiji's around somewhere i think which is very fascinating which means Blackbeard's around somewhere. Well, Blackbeard was just no. with Amazon Lily, so maybe not. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, probably not. Probably not. But it is interesting nonetheless. But uh, last we left off with One Piece, it has been two weeks since we had it, so it's back. Uh, the Straw Hat crew has encounter has like come into contact with uh, Vegapunk, it seems, and uh, this uh, it- Vegapunk seemed to be a young woman in this giant robot mech. Uh, and has emerged. Uh, Luffy, along with Jewelry, Bonnie, Chopper, and Jinbei, have uh, separated from the crew, being blown away by uh, an eddy. Uh, so they have landed on Egghead, the island of Egghead itself, which is the headquarters of Dr. Vegapunk. Uh, but the remainder of the Straw Hats are still on the sunny and have been rescued uh, by this Vegapunk person. Uh, and, you know, everybody's getting little reactions. Uh, pretty much most of the crew is excited to see a Frankie uh, taking direct influence from uh, Vegapunk and his upgrades uh, since the time skip and uh, all of his work with the Sunny is, uh, you know, always like, oh, shit, I'm a big fan. I respect your work. And, you know, Sanji is simping as usual. Uh, Usopp is like kind of like is still like freaking out about the giant robot. Um, Robin, I guess, uh states what we all thought at first uh, was just like, wait, I never heard that Vegapunk was a woman. And based on her appearance, it doesn't make sense. Why is she so young? Like Vegapunk should be old since he has a long history. Mad old. Yeah. Yeah. And I might say, Robin, it's very sexist of you. Vegapunk can be a woman. (laughs) But no, she's not. She's not the real Vegapunk in in one sense. Uh, She, uh, the Vegapunk... Uh, responds that, of course, she's not the Stella, which is the main body. Uh, she introduces herself as Punk 02, Vegapunk Lilith, the evil. 
and, <laughs> and she's talking about how her research budgets are constantly stream stretched to the seams. So she's basically trying to rob the straw hats right now. Um, and she calls them filthy pirates and she's robbing them. Yeah. That's crazy. She's literally plundering. Yeah. Um, and Nami's just like, wait, if you're just going to scoop us up out of the sea, I mean, follow through and save us. And she's like, I did not come to save you. I came to rob you. And uh turns out uh, she summons uh, some backup here. Uh, there are the sea. <laughs> the reindeer. Yeah. We see the sea. A giraffe. A giraffe. A sea beast weapons uh, uh, emerge from the water. Um, and they're like, yo, sea beast weapons. They're incredible. And Usopp is now not. Not as enthused uh, to see this, obviously. Um, so as this is continuing on, uh, Lilith gets a call on her weird uh, uh, antenna thing and um, is basically chastising her for plundering again. It's like, have you no pride as a scientist? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there's... Lilith is just like, mm, they're going to surrender anyway. I got my sea beasts here. They got nothing going on. And um, it is funny. Whoever is on the other line at this point uh, is basically like, uh, you've underestimated them. That's pirate Zor- hunter Zoro worth 1.1 billion berries. And the reason that he's calmly hanging back is that he knows he can slaughter you from that range. Uh, the Lauder. Slaughter, and the you same are within range. Yeah, and the same goes for Demon Child behind him, Nico Robin. <laughs> yeah, so is that her uh, alter ego? Yeah, no, that's her. That's her um, nickname in the Warner post. That's what I mean, like yeah, yeah. cat burglar. Yeah, like cat burglar, yeah. pirate hunter. She's Demon Child. Um, pretty dope. Pretty uh, pretty cool. Edge. Quite edge. <laughs> I'm trying to find. Uh, but anyway, and she notes that like, well, Frankie and Sanji aren't really stressed out either, you know, so they're, uh, they're not worried about you. And, um, Zoro pipes up and he's just like, Hey, Vegapunk, we've got some demands and you're going to listen. Got that. Um, yo, she got real fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for her. Um, but then, um, we get a little view of uh, punk Oh one who is Dr. Vegapunk Shaka the Good. Um, and he mentions that he tells, he tells Lilith to bring them, uh, assumingly to Egghead, and uh, explains that he might have an interest in that crew. Hmm. Uh, so we cut over to Luffy's squad, who have ventured into Egghead itself. Uh, they seem to be going down into, like, the underground of the island, and... Um, Basically, uh, Luffy's like mentioning is like, whoa, uh, asking Bonnie, like, whoa, she you said you've been here before. And Bonnie's like, yeah, when I was a kid uh, and explains that, like, depending on his answer, Vegapunk will have to die for his crimes because apparently Vegapunk turned her father into a cyborg and uh, her father turns out to be Bartholomew Kuma. Yeah, that coming. Uh I knew they were connected in some way, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't think they were father and daughter. Um, yeah. But yeah, so you know, she's obviously pissed about that because she doesn't know why, uh, whether it was his choice or not. So, yeah. Uh, Wait, why isn't she religious then? What do you mean? We don't know that she's. Not. Isn't, isn't 
She wears her Bible. She doesn't carry it with her. Well, she's in her rebellious phase where she's not carrying yeah, it. Yeah, why do you think she got caught in that eddy? Because <laughs> she rebuked her own God. That's true. He will Let do that, that be a lesson. Don't don't you rebuke your gods. <laughs> um, don't do it. Don't do it. So, yeah, they travel deeper into the island until they end up in this big old room where there's just, like, these buildings everywhere and there's a giant robot and a weird space monster battling it out in the background. Um, Random. Random. And uh, Luffy immediately just launches himself toward uh, the weird monster. Uh, And it seems to eat him, but it turns out Luffy is only just passed straight through it and not, like... You know, in a way where he's hit a flesh and blood creature. He's just seemed to phase completely through it. Um, they notice this giant parfait just lying around after that. And they lunge toward it. They go through that as well. And it turns out that this place is full of fucking holograms. Uh, the monster, the giant robot, they're both uh, holograms. Uh, and the... And Jinbei takes note that even though that this is technically a winter island, it's very warm in there. And this weird <laughs> giant lady pulls up, looks like Astro Boy almost, like got big Astro Boy vibes. And mm. uh, she's like, actually, yeah, I mean, this is a tropical place, although it is indeed a winter island. That's thanks to the island AC I created. We can control the temperature of the island itself. And I'm like, damn. Pretty cool. That's pretty lit. And pretty cool. I mean, can we use that? <laughs> uh, Luffy immediately tries to punch this giant robot thing, but she smacks the shit out of him, sending him flying. And uh, it hits this machine, and it spits out, like, basically a, a Big Mac meal. <laughs> uh, and uh, they're, pretty, they're pretty stoked about that. Uh, this... Uh, this Vegapunk ex- explains that it's an automated cooking machine, and she's uh, like, "There, as long as there's enough food material, I can provide at least 500 different meals to the user in under a minute." So, I guess Vegapunk is basically solved world hunger in a way, um, where he's like, "What?" But uh, but people won't invest in it really. Like they won't uh, they won't replicate it essentially, and uh, it's just. Oh, she's trying to rob pirates. I don't know if she, I don't know if she's trying to rob pirates because all of these. Well, the other Vegapunk. Yeah, the other Vegapunk. But yeah, is like if only that if we spend a little money, we could control the weather. The world doesn't have enough tech or funding. And she punched the hologram, uh, and it turns out she can punch the hologram because she has these cool punch hologram punching gloves um, that allow her to punch holograms. Um, so Pretty cool. Jimbei asks, as he's also eating this food, he's also like, who are you then? And uh, this Vegapunk introduces herself as Dr. Vegapunk Atlas. Um, so, and this is punk. I want to say that this is a little typo because uh, in a later page, this particular Vegapunk is listed as five. But on the drawing here, it says six. There's another drawing that lists Atlas. Oh, yeah, right. Um. It might be a little mistake. No big deal. Continuity error happens. Yeah, York is probably supposed to be five. Yeah. Um, but in any case, uh, yeah, this is Atlas. And um, Bonnie recognizes that this is totally not Vegapunk as she knows her. Um, and 
yeah, we cut over to somewhere in the New World. There's a world government ship that is carrying uh, Luchi, Kaku, and Stussy, who is another um, another CP0 uh, agent that was on Dressrosa, I believe. She was some... <laughs> I could be wrong about that. I, I remember seeing Stussy around. Um, but anyway, they're talking... Conveniently, Kaku is explaining the deal with the Vegapunks, and uh, there are a total of six of these little robot cyborg things walking around, and they act all as Vegapunk in one way or another. There is a main body controlling all six of these different Vegapunks. Um, so that's interesting, <laughs> at the very least. We've met two so far, uh, and we reveal that... Uh, the reason that we see these guys in the first place is that they're actually on their way to Egghead, and they seem to have uh, a Kuma Seraphin behind them. Yeah, uh, and they're explaining that they're going to return the Kuma Seraphin over to uh, Egghead, and also eliminate all of the fucking Vegapunks there. <laughs> Yeesh. Um, Lucci is just confused as to why he's like. They want us to eliminate the most useful man in the world. What does this have? Does this have something to do with what happened in Lulucia the other day? And yeah, I think that's kind of maybe hinting at something more for Lucci in this particular arc outside of being kind of an antagonist in a sense. Um, but yeah, that's where the chapter ends. Uh, Josh, what did you think about chapter 1062? So, lots of stuff to think about from this chapter alone. But uh, I didn't realize that that was a Seraphim version of Kuma until I looked at it on the page um, as you were talking. Even right before, like, right before you got to mentioning it, uh, like I had skipped forward to the page to look for Pinocchio's name, which is Kaku. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a Seraphim version. Of Kuma, because right, they have the actual Kuma back um, in the revolution, revolutionary island. So, wow, very interesting. And they called mm -hmm. him a brat, so he is a child. Yeah, yeah, this is baby Kuma. I wonder if it has enough strength to defeat all of Doctor Vegapunk's inventions. I mean, this guy's. I mean, did you see them? Them robot fish. Yeah. What about Atlas? She can punch things that don't even exist. Yeah. Pretty uh pretty intimidating. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. Yeah. There was something about this chat that I stuck out to me though. I think I need to go um back a little bit further. Oh, so I guess a small thing. I'm not gonna say I was right or anything, but I noticed all of these uh different Vegapunks have an antenna on the left on like the side of their head. Mm hmm I don't know if you've noticed. I with know. Punk Two, with Shaka, and with Atlas at the end. They all have like a line coming out from the side of their head. Yep. But I I bet there's still an actual, you know, real Vegapunk. Oh yeah, for sure. I wanted to bet all my buckaroos on it. <laughs> And I say that because that's not real currency. Yeah, well, um, Lilith uh, main, uh, explains that there is a Stella. That, that, like the main bo body they refer to as the Stella. So the real Vegapunk is somewhere. Just like probably hooked up to some machine controlling all of them at once. 
What is the Stella reference? What know. is that even? What is the Stella? I don't know. I, is that the Stella? Is the Stella is what they call the main body? But uh, what they do? But is that like a commonplace term, or no did idea. you learn that from this chapter? I learned that from this chapter. She says oh, okay, the Stella. Okay. She says that she. No, I know. Stella. I just I wasn't really. Yeah, you're right. They did say that. I just wasn't sure if they meant there was an actual real flesh body. Yeah. But there was like a boss, like a boss consciousness mm-hmm. in one of their bodies, mm-hmm. perhaps. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm excited. I didn't, I, I didn't think about Lucci, uh, possibly having some type of descent towards the world government. I mean, he moved up in the ranks after getting his ass beat. So I don't see, I don't know, I don't see him t- turning tail. Um, you know Kaku is mad strong. Yeah, of course. You know that, right? Yeah, because he's a like giraffe. without a doubt. Wait, isn't that the zebra guy? Giraffe. Did, did, that is the giraffe guy, right? Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot. I knew there was something weird about his nose. And yeah. Ju- Giraffes don't have those kind of nose. He just has that nose. Just no, yeah, that was before. That was before he ate his fruit. He had that nose. He always. He was born with that nose. Ah oh, man, where's Kumadori? I know they're all the rest of the CP9 members are not there. It's just them. We don't know what happened to the other CP9 members. Is Stussy the soap soap fruit lady? No, Stussy is not the soap soap fruit lady. Okay, that's Khalifa. <laughs> Bro, she was pretty strong. Don't need any more of that. Hey, Kaku and Khalifa both got their powers on the same day they fought the Straw Hats. They're probably way stronger now. Oh, true. Wow, that's one of the rare times they give villains the ca- uh, a caveat. Mm-hmm. Would have been stronger if. Yeah, I mean, well, there's, anyway, there's a reason that Kaku is the. Only other one from that group that moved up, probably. Yeah, he did fight against Zoro, so he's like technically the second man. And yeah, they're gonna. I wonder if they're gonna run into the Straw Hats while they're there at the oh, island. Oh yeah, I have yeah. a feeling they're gonna miss them. You think? Mm-hmm. Mm. That'd be interesting. If they missed them completely. I think. Uh, I mean, they're definitely. They're certainly being built up as protagonists because they're. Uh, aiming for Vegapunk and Luffy and the gang are familiarizing themselves with them. Um, but I don't know. I think they're going to learn of stuff, maybe upgrade their ship or do something with technology or learn some type of information. And then they're going to head out and then they're going to arrive after the fact. And we're going to be, you know, it's going to kind of be up in the air. So what actually happened to Vegapunk? Yeah. I can't imagine. Uh, I can't imagine they won't be there for a while. Cause Vegapunk is, harbors a lot of information about lore you know he knows a lot of like he knows apparently he knows the true nature behind the uh behind devil fruits i feel like we'll get an explanation about that um he he knows a whole ton and uh i think i think there's something to be said about vegapunk being of interest to them to protect in some way or form uh i wouldn't be surprised yeah Yeah, he's uh yeah but I guess, uh, are those all your thoughts or? Yeah, pretty much. All right. 
well, I, I suppose I'll get into mine. Um, I really like this chapter. I feel like it was kind of, um, you know, where we're in One Piece in this phase where they just get to the island and we're familiarizing ourselves with the surroundings, essentially. Um, there's just a lot of things that will be built, built up for, um, I think, later down in the arc. Uh, I'm not sure how long this arc was going to last, and I actually don't know what to expect from this arc as a whole. I think it's it's definitely not what we expected. We thought we'd be in Elbaf by now, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, I think this is going to be an important arc in terms of lore more than any action or any kind of stuff like that. Uh, so... Mm. I think that'll be interesting in general, but, and honestly, that's what I've been looking for is, you know, nobody does a lore dump like Oda. So I'm, I'm very excited for, for what's to come here, but yeah, the stuff with Lucci and the other guys, I, I never saw, I didn't see coming either. Uh, mostly because, uh, these guys are kind of like, you know, looming henchmen level, but it's good to see Lucci come back and seemingly be kind of like a big old antagonist in this one. Uh, he's got. He certainly got beef with Luffy. <laughs> uh, there's, there's certainly a round two to be had in some sense. So I'm excited in that form. Uh, excited to meet the other Vegapunks. Uh, all that stuff. I don't really have much else to say about this. It was. Uh, it, I'm just uh, interested to see where this is going and meeting the other Vegapunks and how they all like contribute to the story overall. Because they seem to, although be the same person have wills and personalities of their own. I'm thinking... Hey, did you notice the names? Lilith? Atlas? Shaka? Are they gods? Nah, but look at the names. Of, but look at oh. what they have terms over them, like evil, yeah, the good, good, thinker, violence, violence Atlas. Greed. I'm re- the, um, the, one, the two I'm most curious about is um, greed and the think. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, Atlas is supposed... Like, you know that little uh, inconsistency there? I think Atlas is supposed to be... Because if, if she's supposed to be six, then I think, like, it's... You think she's greed? Yeah, because she talks about funding and, you know, getting all the money and, you know, like... I don't know. I could be wrong about that. I don't think she's... Vi- well, she can be violence, I guess. She did just punch that, yeah. that robot because she was upset. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she did, and she also punched Luffy immediately, pretty much. So maybe she mm. has the violence. Um, but yeah, I mean, hey, wisdom and thinker, those running along the same lines. I wonder what makes them different. Mm. What does Shaka mean? Shaka is good. Lilith is evil. Oh, duh. Good, okay. evil, thinker, wisdom, violence, and greed. Right, wisdom and thinker. Wisdom could be someone that collects knowledge. For sure, I just think thinkers maybe someone more creative, like like inventive. Yeah, but they all invent. Like wisdom is more of like a chronicler, like a historian or something maybe. like that, yeah. or a teacher. Yeah, I mean, maybe I would say that like all of these guys are responsible for the different inventions in One Piece. Like I would think that. Maybe violence is um, the person who created, say, um, the say it obviously yep. the seraphim, uh, the the machines that transform devil fruit uh, like weapons into devil fruits, stuff like that. Which one in particular? Uh, 
Which one you? Which one do you want? Uh, you got fucking <laughs> both of them. Yeah, the two of them that we've met so far. There's two. Uh, elephant sword. Yeah, and elephant sword and dog gun. Dog, dog gun. Mm-hmm. Dashant gun, to be specific. That's all the ones we met. Gun we... ate the dog fruit. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> a gun ate the dog fruit, and a sword ate the elephant fruit. That still stacks. That still gets me stuck every time. Yeah, I, I they think have to talk more about that. Yeah, I don't think he literally made these items eat a fruit. I think he maybe made a machine that extracted the power of the devil fruit and implanted it into these weapons. Because he does know that, that he does claim to know the the true nature behind the devil fruits, and there is a something sp- Blackbeard knows as well. Yeah, and there is something like. Toki said, like uh, Odin's wife, who was like who time traveled from eight hundred years in the past. She specifically noted that her that she she has time time abilities and not necessarily that it came from a fruit. Like the people of Wano call their fruit powers like jutsu of some sort, I believe. Yeah. So I think they have a different understanding, or maybe these powers were acquired in a different way a long time ago. so I'm interested to see all that go on. We have a lot of questions that need to be answered, obviously. Um, but it it, it 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 does feel good that it doesn't feel like a mad dash towards the end as well. You know what I mean? Like we're not yeah. sprinting towards the end uh, here. You know, Oda's still like taking his time for the most part. Oh, one thing I didn't want to note is that uh, although I did say that, I feel like there was a lot of like cluttering of panels and stuff and uh, Oda's artwork has become very, very busy <laughs> ever since the time skip, which understandable. Oh yeah, understandable. I guess uh, you know, One Piece is a very voluminous story, uh, so I would imagine he needs to get a lot more information in a less amount of time if he wants to finish it before he grows old. Um, right before the arthritis overcomes. Yeah, all uh, his entire limbs. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got to say about One Piece. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, not, not much else to go on. Uh, you ready to move on, Josh? Any rebuttals? Uh, nah. No rebuttals. All right. Let's move onward. My Hero Academia. Oh, if only Brian was well. <laughs> well... This is My Hero Academia, Chapter 369, A Chain of Events Across the Ages. Um, last we left off, Deku has arrived and has revealed the second user for One for All's quirk, uh, which is Overdrive or Gear Shift or something like that. Um, and it allows him to basically slow down or speed up the, uh, the movements of any object that he touches, uh, from what I understand. And we open this chapter with a flashback of sorts where we see the death, actually, of the second all-for-one, uh, one-for-all user um, as he's being basically held up by one-for-all, who seems to be crying. And I think that's an interesting note. Yeah. I think there was something here, like, maybe this was a friend of his that betrayed him, and he's like, I gotta do ya. Um... But yeah, we see this moment where uh, he makes his last ditch effort 
to take out uh, one for all, but one for all stops it. And there's this monologue where uh, all for one talks about how his quirk was way weaker in the past and it only worked on smaller object. So he was like never more than a lackluster pea shooter. Um, but now his power seems to have increased uh, like fucking tenfold. Um, and not only that, all for one seems to be able to see the visages of the other one for all users um, as Deku is beating the brakes off of him. Uh, it is. Do you remember how they were saying Sam Donald was seeing uh, ghosts <laughs> when he's with the Jess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All for one is he's seeing, seeing ghosts. He's quite literally seeing ghosts. Uh, mm-hmm. Of all the people he's killed personally, to be honest. Uh, so, just I see dead people. <laughs> oh shit! Why? Uh, That's why I think my theory still stands that he did die already, and one. that all of this is just um like his per- like purgatory, him going through something to learn a, like a lesson in life. Well, he did like take over a body, so I think he's still technically alive. No, <laughs> no. This is him in the afterlife. He's going through the stages of death right now. Like, oh, it's a, it's like a mini arc within the arc. I see. You know what I'm saying? He died last, uh, last shot. Like this, these thoughts. Him. That's why he's crying right now. He doesn't. That's why it's so weird. It's like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Abstract. Yeah. I mean, I think they explain it that it's more that one for all and all for one are melding together more. As the battle continues, that sounds like some uh, existential going ex- through death type of shit to me. I mean, probably. Hey, I don't know how this shit works. <laughs> um, but yeah, he is freaking out because he is seeing ghosts, and um, we get a, I guess, a little narration. I don't know if this is all for one thinking. Sometimes, like you know, they do these like thought things that sometimes it's 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 clearly all for one, like. How how is this happening? But it's also this narration talking about uh, how gear shifts uh, strength grew alongside the other quirks um, because they never really died. So as long as these quirks survive, they will continue to evolve and adapt and all that stuff. So that's why gear smash is a lot more strong these days. Um, is because it got close, it got stronger and stronger because of the quirk singularity, and that's basically the long and short of what All for One is saying here. Um, but there's some cool stuff to be shown here. Uh, Deku is like flying straight towards him. Uh, and as uh, All for One thinks he got close enough, uh, he takes a big ass swing. But uh, Deku just like slows his own inertia um, as he's going to kind of like stop it. Um, and to be honest, I think that like shift thing is kind of cool. Like it's a cool little battle pose type thing where it looks like he's shifting the gears of a car. Um, yeah, that's cool. pretty cool. That's cool. Um, but yeah, uh, as Shigaraki, oh, well, I might switch between them because they are one and the same, I guess. But Shigaraki tries to counter again, but there's a big ass smoke screen. Um, and then all of a sudden he gets black whipped from uh, above, and uh, he's uh, he's just like heading straight towards Deku. Uh, as he's explaining all of the uh, merging of and usage of all the quirks that he's using right now, um, using the fourth danger sense to sense the danger, using the smoke screen to uh, obscure his vision, and uh, immediately using float so he could fly above and black whip so he can pull him up and 
uh, he's using all this shit. Um, the third Sfajin, uh allowing him to, I don't know, do some thing. He's a big old cool panel. Cursed. Yeah, and plus also... Burst with speed. Yeah, and uh, he's using all of their quirks in conjunction. Uh, I think you see All Might back there too. It's kind of cool, this little panel um, where he's loading up his big old attack. And um, we see the seconds uh, talking about how um, how all for one really just focused more on the abilities themselves as opposed to uh, the people who wield them. You know, because he sees these. He the implication is that uh, all for one has always taken quirks at face value. You know, like you're either strong or you're weak. There's like a binary in that way, and it doesn't matter who the person behind it is is uh a, a weak power is a weak power um and uh that he says that is uh he says that the true power resides in within an individual in individual's intent and that is why um and you know this is all as like deku molly whops his guts uh <laughs> really hard um and the narration ends with this is why people call them quirks um, and all for one's like, nah, fuck falling. <laughs> he's got a big crater in his chest. Um, and he's talking about how he's resonating with all one for all and all for one. And that's why he could see his brother and all that stuff. Um, the second's like, don't let up because <laughs> you know, you can't take it easy just yet. Um, and he's like, mm. we get this little internal monologue from all for one where he's like, mm. Surely you jest. I haven't even used. A sing- I haven't even used a single quirk yet. I have yet to van- brandish the true value of this body. And he turns over to Aizawa and um, and Monoma. He's like, they're to blame. Unsightly, unsightly Eraserhead and his merry brats and this tomb they designed to separate us. Uh, and uh, then he's like, well, this whole sequence, uh, sequence of event, this moment. Oh, my, well, my thing phased out the chapter time. Okay, there you go. And we get this, like, panel where he's just, like, ha! I guess he's calling out to people. Um, he's like, no, not yet. This entire chain of events will now inevitably spell out victory or defeat for all. Uh, and we end the chapter with a big panel of Spinner. I guess he's hearing a call. This is, like, supposed to be a call to them. Uh to the League of Villains in general for backup, maybe, but yeah, that's where the chapter ends. Um, <laughs> geez, Josh, what did you think of chapter 369? Nice. Um, I interpreted a few things differently, um, but I kind of agree with what you're saying, though. Towards the end here, I. Okay. I think it's really interesting how he's starting to just now realize, like, and scan the battlefield, like, okay, well, what's the issue? We're divided. These people are not letting me use my quirks. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like that's the issue. And then you see him, like, you know, screaming with these stars out. I think he's about to, like, activate something else within his body. I don't think he's calling out to people. I think we're just getting a random switch over to Spinner, which I can't 
fucking believe. <laughs> I'm honestly astonished. It's a shame Brian isn't here because he could have talked a lot of shit. Because I'm pretty sure I, I said with a lot of confidence that we would never see that situation again. Well, do you recall? I do recall that. I do. I do remember you saying that uh, this entire ordeal would be handled off screen. Yeah, I did say that, and I was wrong. I'll take that. That's fine. Well, we um, know but that. this looks like Bakugo's attack. You think the stars? I think he's about to get fucking exploded, and then. They're going to think the job is done, and then he's going to rise and be like, fools, I've entered my third form. My for real extra serious style. Instead of just fingers, it's going to be feet, too. Yeah. And he's going <laughs> to use those feet to grow to, to get out the cage. Yeah. And, and, and attack Monoma. It's going to be rough. Bakugo, Midori is going to need Bakugo's help to die again. To sacrifice himself <laughs> once uh over one grand access to his quirks. Yeah. So that's I don't think it's gonna exactly happen that way, but I do think that this is Bakugo's attack. I'm going for that. That's a that's a pretty bold theory there. Why does Spinner look like this? I think all for one mentioned that he gave uh Spinner an extra quirk. Uh so Should I reserve my judgment? Because I'm not feeling this right now. I don't I, like what they did to my boy. I would. I'm reserving my judgment. You could do what you want. Uh, I'm. I'm reserving. I'm also like, all right, this is weird. But I guess, his neck looks like uh, corn. His neck does look like butter. Corn. <laughs> Buttery corn neck. Mm. Nice. <laughs> uh. All right, any more thoughts? <laughs> nah. Uh, maybe I did. Well, let me hear your thoughts. Perhaps I'll have some rebuttals. Yeah, I thought this chapter was pretty cool. I did, I mean, you know, I asked. I did ask for, hey, I hope uh, we get a little bit more of Deku, uh, sh you know, doing, you know, sh somewhat strategical stuff, mixing quirks and using them in conjunction with each other. And I got a little bit of that. Uh, that that one page where he's like got all of them kind of uh, combined, it's uh, pretty rad, I would say. Uh, pretty pretty cool. Um, not mad at that at all. There's a lot of great art here. Uh, Deku's going off. I respect it. Man, sometimes with these flashbacks, these little like pieces of lore we get. I mean, at this point, it's like, bro, just tell us what happened in all these. <laughs> Like, can we do a big flashback of uh, the past of my hero? You keep like showing us this kind of cool shit, and I, or at least like somewhat interesting stuff. And I'm like, why can't we just get a whole fun flashback thing about all for one and stuff? And we'll probably get that still, but you know, the the series isn't over for another probably three weeks, maybe. <laughs> so, um, I would say that maybe you know we there's still time for it. But I'm uh if they got time for Spinner, they probably got time for that. No, Spinner Spinner supersedes all. Oh. <laughs> um But yeah, I thought uh oh, this was a cool chapter. I mean, I don't think it's over by by a mile. I think there's still a lot that still needs to happen. 
a lot of the League of Villains are still up and about, and, you know, we may not get extended looks at what's going on in all these battles, but I, I can't imagine that they won't be addressed in one way or another. Um, the stuff with Spinner, I mean, I'm still going with, I think he's just calling them, but I don't know. Because I feel like Spinner is looking off to the side because he hears it. He hears something. So, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Great chapter, though. Um, solid chapter. I'm, I'm here for it. I don't really have my, many other thoughts outside of that as well. Um, pretty cool chapter overall. Obviously, Bakugo is going to come back, too. I agree with that. He's gonna have to do. Midoriya is technically a reality warp right now. Oh yeah, they say that. Uh, they mention that uh, the scope of uh, of all these powers have uh, expanded to such a level that they can warp the very laws governing reality. So pretty cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, any any rebuttals? Anything to to say to that? I mean, this is gonna be a short recap. It's a lot of fucking action. Cool action. Very well drawn. Um, as per usual from Horikoshi, uh, a little bit of a lore tease, but you know, I, I would like to see a little bit more about it. Why is he crying? I, my theory is that the second user for one for all used to be a friend of his that turned coat. Yeah. Um, so he does have a kind of like badass look to him mm -hmm. that makes you think maybe he used to be a villain. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He used to be a villain. He crossed over to the good side. Like Bakugo. Yeah, Bakugo was always like not a villain. He wasn't a villain. He always he, he always was a villain to Midoriya. Yeah, he was a real dick to Midoriya, but outside of that, he was like, he wanted to be a hero from the jump, so I don't know. Mm. All right. Well, that's it, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Solid chapter. I didn't. I didn't. Um, I don't got any complaints really. Just uh, that one thing. Just like show us more about the world. I don't want to have to read. it. I have plenty of complaints, but it's the same shit I always say. <laughs> Wish we would have had some more time with certain things. I'll give a little speed run. Uh, it would have been nice to have a specific arc dedicated to each member of the past, learning things about the past from them, and Midoriya growing with the quirk and learning it, so that's more personal, so that we feel more attachment to these newer quirks or something like that that would have been nice i don't know that they didn't have to be huge arcs it could have been mini arcs oh well yeah oh, the each each character from each 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 character's past could have had other characters featuring in it for whatever reason that would have been perfect that would have been nice yeah mm. i think that post-war arc was like the the big drop in the ball there because I think uh, if we stayed in that world for a little longer, it was a cool world, you know, to be in like this post-apocalyptic type thing. It would have opened a lot of, there was a lot of opportunity for characters to be fleshed out and, you know, for us to like have these battles and, you know, this like little mini battle still raging on. Um, like you said, Josh, like that would have been a good opportunity that like we could have really stayed with Deku and kind of like, watched him conve uh, convene with these other one-for-all users, you know, I don't know. That's that's my big thing, is that, like, that was the big opportunity. 
that would have probably learning different perspectives from different heroes from his past and their generations. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Comparing it to now, how can we synthesize you? You know, what I'm saying the good ideas from the past to create something better in the future. Yeah, I'm... you know. Yeah, I, I I really wish we could have spent more time in that, for lack of a better term, I guess, like Dirty Deku era. I think that was, like, an interesting one that could have stayed, that could have been way better if they really, like, stayed with it for a little while longer, you know? Like, a lot of good character development on multiple characters could have been a thing on that. But, you know, we've said this before. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. That's all I got to say. You ready to move on? Yes, sir. All right. Jujutsu Kaisen. And I'm going to toss this one over to Jao. She's covering it this time. What's good, everybody? We got Jujutsu Kaisen, Chapter 200. Um, Direct Talks, Part 1. Ooh, we switched Mm -hmm. the the, uh, format. Mm -hmm. Nice. Pretty sick, pretty sick. Um, In the previous chapter, uh, the fight between um, Maki and Naoya, the cursed spirit, finally wrapped up. And uh, we also got introduced to Angel, who is, it's not, we're not, I don't remember if we was quite sure whether Angel is the person, is the human being, or Angel refers to the cursed spirit that resides inside of said human being. I think um, uh, I think it's the latter. I think it's what you mentioned. You right, know, the angel is okay. The spirit that resides within. Well, they get introduced to both of them uh, when. Um, uh, it's the names. I'm trying to be better with names. He has a he has a girly name. Oh, uh, uh, Megumi, Shadow Guy, Megumi. Thank you, man. Okay. Um, yeah. We were introduced to Angel as Megumi waked up in a rando hotel room where he found Itadori and Akaba, the comedian, as introduced a couple arcs ago. And uh, they learned, you know, they learned that they can basically achieve all the goals they want in this Tokyo uh, colony game. Uh, however, they need to eliminate someone known as the Disgraced One, which uh, Sakuna let's uh, Itadori know within his mind that that's him. All right, so uh, we open the chapter with Sakuna saying that again. I'm the disgraced one. No other context, nothing else. Yeah. Just that, as uh, Itadori <laughs> snaps right back to the hotel with everyone, and they're like, uh, you good? You're just spaced out. <laughs> you know, uh, and then Itadori, he... <laughs> they actually, this is actually pretty clever, in my opinion. Uh, he, he starts to act like he's sick. And he kind of moves like over, like out of sight of. Um, uh, he says his, he says her name later on. Kurusu. Kurusu is the human that houses the cursed mm-hmm. spirit angel. Okay, mm-hmm. Kurusu. Let me write that down for reference. Yeah, <laughs> or Hana. I believe the angel refers to her as Hana. Oh, okay, Hana. Okay, so we can see Itadori kind of moves out of the side of Hana, but so that Megumi can see him, and he starts. Basically, uh, sh- trying to play charades with letting Megumi find out, you know, uh, uh, the information he just learned. And it's crazy because Megumi's really trying hard because I would have had no fucking idea what he was trying to say. 
how did that mean disgraced? Like, I guess Megumi's <laughs> yeah. like thinking of context clues, like what else could he be talking about but something else? He says, he even, well, we get a little bit of his thought process. He talks like, I don't get it. Was he trying to say, but he moved there so he doesn't want Caruso to know Caruso or the angel? And it triggers to him, and he <laughs> uh, he he gets it just off of that. And then he why he looks at Itadori pulling his slicking his hair back, which I guess is the universal sign for evil. <laughs> told you the series takes after Bleach. That's true. Told you. I mean, told you, told Sukuna you. is told Itadori you. with his hair slicked back, so that's true. Oh, that is the case. Yeah, if you look at Sukuna, he has his hair kind of slicked back. Well, still because of Aizen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I mean, right, course. right. Um, right, so it you know, Megami starts talking about how we need the angel's help to undo uh, you know, Gojo Seal, and uh, they gotta kill Sukuna. Like, how, like, like, shit, like, how are we gonna go, like, how are we gonna get about, like, you know, like, go about handling this? Um, you know, Megami's like trapped in thought, but they come to a, a interesting, I guess, conclusion. I'll, I'll get into it. Basically, they get to the point where, like, Megumi's coming to terms with the fact that Itadori is definitely willing to just off himself in this situation. Mm -hmm. So let me explain. Um, he's trying to think like, okay, like he, all right, Itadori figured it out. Like he, you know, well, you know, I mean, Megumi figured out what he was trying to say, and he's like, all right, like, why did he tell me to keep quiet? You know, um. Actually, the thought process is a little convoluted. I think. What do you mean? All right, I think it's be all right. I'm I'm confusing. I'm thinking Megumi is thinking this out loud, but it's really Itadori. It's both. So of he's. Them. They're both like thinking, and it's a little confusing because the thought things, the the thought text doesn't change between them. Yeah. So Megumi is thinking. He's realizing like, oh, shit, we need to kill Sukuna, but I don't want to lose Itadori. And but the problem is that Itadori would. For sure, get would. himself up in the situation. And, no, f- without it, yeah. And you know, confirmed by Itadori himself, thinking like, "I'm gonna die," and then you know, if I die here, then that's half of Sukuna's remains, and Gojo will be back. So, pretty yeah. good overall. Uh, and Megami's worried because he knows Itadori's super fine with that with that thought process. Mm-hmm. Like that's a okay. So I guess that becomes right. As he says, the problem is that the door will off himself. So how can you go about this? And um his thought is interrupted by Angel uh talking like saying how there's a, a, a large number of people entering the colony and I guess they making me ask like how can you tell? And they say, Oh yeah, the Kogane. Those that little device that follows us uh lets me know. So they show the number from ten minutes ago. And it looks like it's, I don't know, I don't know if they're showing us, if, if this represents, like, what the number was earlier, or just the fact that it's continuously rising. I think it's continuously rising. I feel like, me, yeah, it's, but why would, why not just show the, the box right now, instead of uh, show that it's still going up at because the moment? Because people are still I coming I think maybe... In. Like, they, okay. they refreshed to, like, 10 minutes ago, and then I guess the history is like just like the number is coming up since 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. Maybe that's what happened. And we don't really get any, we don't. Oh, 
Well, I think I put it together in my head, actually, just now. Okay, well, I'll save that for later. Okay. So, um, we cut to February 2018. Ah, he's really in the past. This is a slow series. Mm. I love it. Um, we get to a meeting taking place. I, I think we cut to here before with yeah. Uh, yeah. Kenjaku. 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 Pulled up to meeting with a bunch of important political looking people. Uh, some type of cabal uh, or, or Illuminati meeting, mm-hmm. so to speak. And um, yeah. Your boy uh, Kenjaku spitting that game to them. He's letting them know how Japanese people are prone to, you know, to generating cursed energy, and they can see it. And you know, like in a little while, Japan's gonna be real fucked up, and there's gonna be a <laughs> bunch of people running around there with these abilities. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah, I might have some interest in that. But things, you know, maybe I want to learn how to get a hold of this cursed energy business mm-hmm. and of course these guys are, are buying it up i mean you know they don't believe him at first until uh they give him the cursed energy cursed seeker glasses that met that uh maki used to wear mm-hmm. um and they see all these nasty ass insects and i would have lost my fucking mind yeah um Josh, but Josh that's why place. they're i guess political leaders yeah. or whatever because they can handle that kind of stuff mm. and because they're evil people most likely but that's anyway uh, so you know one all right so you're saying you know as i mentioned before curse spirits and curse techniques do not appear on camera and it said what i'm about to show you are images filled with technology that captures a puppet site controlled by a sorcerer using a technique called puppet manipulation all of that and you know these these polit- these political figures start you know they they see all of these cursed spirit I mean cursed uh, jujutsu sorcerers fighting you know the evil people too the cursed bears they see all the drama mm-hmm. uh, that went down in the in the Shibuya arc I'm assuming yeah and um, and probably even a little bit of stuff from the Tokyo colony as well and right like. <laughs> A couple of them is like, this shit looks like this shit look like a comic book or like some type like you know some like a Marvel movie. This is yeah. MCU shit. Like, damn, you should have put this on the IMAX screen. I thought that was really funny. They don't, they don't give a fuck. Like, it's crazy because one of the people immediately, like on the next page, said like, you know, don't you see like like the potential in this? This is about energy, like cursed energy is energy. Like we can. You can like, like one of the he's saying how Gojo has enough power to has a, enough strength to power a whole nation with his ability alone. Yeah, which the guys, you know, that's yeah. I mean, he has infinite energy, right? Technically, I'm sure they can manipulate his curse technique in order to create a situation where, and you know, there's infinite resist. I don't know. I'm that's that's I'm I don't know about those things. <laughs> All right. I'm not an engineer, but I can I can see the point. You know, they can even develop the curse technique that just generates electricity. Oh, uh, your man does that already, Kashimo. Yeah, cash money, yo. Yeah, cash money. So um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you feel me? So they're you know obviously they're all capitalists, so they're just like, yeah, we can get a stranglehold on this, and uh, and. <laughs> 
And he's like, okay, so that's yeah, that's when um Ken Jackson starts letting them know, like, all right, check this out, check this out. In November, right? Tokyo is gonna be gone. Mm. Right? It's gonna be a lawless into a veritable lawless interzone where sorcerers engage in a ritual. I don't remember exactly what the ritual is. This is gonna be a lot of death and violence, right? Mm-hmm. He says, What will you do, Mr. President? So before I said the whole nation of Japan. But I guess it's just Tokyo. But why not Japan? Well, you know. Yeah. They'll probably take over the rest of the country, too. I can foresee that. Anyways, that's just a foreground thought. So, like, right, so after he says, like, you know, what are you going to do, Mr. President? This nigga says, wait, are you telling me to use my authority to adopt Japanese citizens as research subjects? That's the end of the chapter. First I'm of like all, that. before you give any fucking thoughts, Chris. Okay. All right. Where do you have any thoughts? Nobody said that. Not one <laughs> fucking person in that room said to abduct people and bring them anywhere. <laughs> Nigga, your mind went there. You was like, you see how? I think the guy did that. I, I think, uh, I think, um, uh, um, Dawson did that shit on purpose, man. Because that sounds like he, he's trying to trick himself into. Thinking that you you put the idea in my head, you're yeah. suggesting it. You put me in a situation where I can't do this. It's like, bro, you want to duck some Japanese people? Come on, man. You've had you that in your you, for a while. You want to do some research? You want to set up some concentration camps? You had you had something in cooking up. <laughs> um. All right. Well, you very imperialist of you, Mr. Oh, President. Yeah. All right. So, should I get into my thoughts? Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Well, this was my RGC. Um, how are you feeling? Oh, yeah, might as well. Yo, is Unified a really good chapter of the week? Unified RGC. Unified RGC. Unified RGC. Yeah, uh, pretty cool overall. Um, very great chapter. Last we left off with the last chapter leaving off, and um, not much else coming from Sukuna himself and the rest of the characters, just kind of like realizing how in how in a bind they are. Uh, it is pretty pretty interesting, and I'm very excited to see if they get around this at all. Um, I believe that what's going on with Kenjaku is a flashback of sorts because. Shibuya arc took place in October, I believe, or, you know, sometime in the fall. So I would, I would think that Kenjaku went out and talked to these folks a long time ago. And this is just uh, them. And this is just me. I, it's mostly because like, I'm somewhat unfamiliar with the timeline of Jujutsu Kaisen because uh, on my terms, I, I haven't been paying attention to the months and, and all that stuff, even though like they do specify yeah. whenever they do a time shift of some sort. So um yeah i'm i'm pretty positive that what's going on with kenjaku is a flashback um i agree uh but, and i actually i visit i have an idea why that's definitely the truth yeah should i say it why not okay <laughs> but the, remember when they talked about the uh the numbers of people going up uh-huh i didn't like event I think that was a bunch of uh, American troops oh, trying to abduct man. Japanese people, enter the colony. Some drama 
Sheesh. If that's the truth, if it's like American soldiers with cursed energy, bro. Oh, man. That would be pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, I think Imagine they all had scars on their head. I would be surprised because that's kind of like... piece of their brain, if his brain in them. That would be crazy, but I, I would doubt that that's possible. <laughs> uh, maybe, though. Uh, I mean, why not? I think Call it, it a cursed technique. I, that makes it possible, right? Yeah. I mean, this is just like... Kenjaku's playing a bigger game here. It's not mostly... Like, he doesn't give a shit what the governments do, really. It's more about generating as much cursed energy as possible, and now he's just taking it on a global scale. Uh, yes, he wants to create a jujutsu world, not just a jujutsu nation. Yeah. Yeah. He wants no soft people. No soft people left. fucking allowed. None. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is all just, like, playing on... I think every one of these government people are from the U.S., so... Um, Every single one of them. So, yeah, I think, uh, I guess it's a good choice <laughs> uh, in, in terms of what Kenjaku wants. Uh, yeah, this was just a crazy chapter. Uh, lots of revelations here. I don't know what's going to come of this. It's going to be pretty wild, I imagine. If it is soldiers from, like, the U.S. trying to come in here and abduct people, that's a lot more cool battles writing to happen. <laughs> I'm really excited mm. about it. Um but yeah, wow, what a chapter, man. Um, the stuff with Itadori is super interesting because, you know, like Itadori's entire goal is to die a good death. And honestly, as far as good mm. deaths go, this ain't bad, you know? Yo, he hurt. He thought about the situation and was like, yes, <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what is the protagonist? He said to die. He said no problem. After after listing all of the points, he uh he's like, "Oh yeah. Say less. That works out. It does. That works out. For if me. you're looking at it objectively, I guess it does work out because he he has eaten most of Sukuna's fingers. So half of them, right? Even if he doesn't get all of them, dying here would permanently have Sukuna at a, po- a level where Gojo could take care of him at any point. Uh, you know, because at this point, Gojo is still probably stronger than him. So mm. even if someone harnesses the power of Sukuna in the future, what are they going to do? They only have like, what, seven fingers left Half. or something? Yeah. Yeah. He has 20 so fingers smart. in total. So he, he said he has over half. So he has, didn't he, didn't they mention he ate like 15 at this point? I don't know, man. It's been so out of... They went from eating one at a time, and then he had a whole bunch at one point. For yeah, some someone, reason. someone... I, I don't know what happened. Someone forced him to eat a bunch of them at one point. I think it was during the uh, Shibuya arc, but I could be wrong about that. Yeah, maybe that's what turned him into Sukuna. Mm-hmm. In the first place. Yeah, I'm I'm going to look up real fast how, how many has he eaten. Um, but yeah, um... Very cool. <laughs> I'm I'm very excited to uh, for what comes of Jujutsu Kaisen and uh, coming up. Uh, Josh, what did you think about this chapter? Well, I already said it was my RGC, but things got really interesting when they when they brought it uh, when they brought politics into it. Because you know, so, this 
a lot of series feel like that where it feels super contained in just Japan and you're just like, wow, wouldn't the rest of the world like be thinking this shit is crazy? And yeah, that's exactly what he's doing in the right way, unlike other series that we cover <laughs> that I won't name for certain. But um so that's ex- that's an exciting concept. I don't think the American soldiers will have cursed energy, but this may be their first interaction with it, and we may see, you know, the antagonist grow after this. You know, it's like we ne- like th- like they may fight, and then maybe the next time they come across other global nations, they will have experiments where cursed energy and made it something like more horrific or more efficient, but also more horrific. Yeah. Oh, just to, uh, yeah, there's just, just confirm, there's a lot of potential there. Just to confirm real fast, he has eaten 15 fingers at this point. Wow. Out of 20? Mm-hmm. Wow, the series is almost done. <laughs> I mean, the series is not Shit. done when Sukuna dies. I think the series Could is be. more done when Kenjaku's gone. I guess. Because Kenjaku's the active antagonist here. You know? I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, a good point. Yeah. Um, otherwise, nothing else really stood out to me too much. I just... I'll be honest with you. This wasn't a super strong week, in my opinion, for manga, for the manga. This just happened to be the most interesting one. <laughs> Bro, this Personally. just in? One real, piece was close. Real fast, this just in? Uh, the Viz website has officially added all of Hunter Hunter up to this point i think they're getting ready to release hunter hunter <laughs> oh man oh where do i have to start reading it at if i watch that anime um i guess does uh, that happen does, is that a real it's, arc this is yes, 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 yes. uh it's volume 33 oh. if i remember correctly so whatever volume 33 starts at does gold really see his dad on the mushroom on top of the tree yeah, all of that is on canon. top of that. There's, there's no that, all, fi- that happened. Yeah, there's no filler in uh, the right. 2011 anime, I believe. Oh, that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, they had a lot to work. I thought on they made a bullshit ending. Maybe no. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess soon we may be talking about Hunter Hunter on this show. Oh yeah, I can't fucking wait. If that's the case, we definitely will, and I'll catch up in the manga. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna. Put in some time catching up to the manga. Oh, I can't read. I can't wait for you to read the Succession uh, arc. I've, I've watched the entire. Oh yeah, you're you're ahead of me. I think at this point, right? On the boat when they get to the right, boat. right. Yeah, I, yeah. I literally dropped off where the man- where the anime. Uh, twenty eleven. Bro, it could be its own series. That's how like it's. I mean, it is. It feels it feels real similar to the um to that video game arc. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited, <laughs> uh, and you guys should be too. Uh, uh, they don't sponsor us at all, but you know, support your official, for, support the manga con in an official way. Subscribe to Shonen Jump; it's only like two bucks uh, a month. Yeah. So yeah, excited to get into that. I know we got a little sidetracked here, but I was just like perusing through, and uh, they literally just at the time of recording added all of Hunter Hunter. So uh, excited about that. But anyway, Jujutsu Kaisen was great. Uh, I don't. I also don't have all that much more to say about it. Uh, I'm so excited as i've been for the last couple weeks uh about where jujutsu kaisen is heading and how it's been so far 
uh, A1 manga for sure. Um, sure. GG. But yeah, with that being said, uh, let's move onward. World Trigger. It's been a while. Uh, we we missed it last week, last month, but uh, we're making up for it here. Uh, this is World Trigger, chapter two hundred and twenty six, right? Uh, the away mm-hmm. mission test, part twenty three. Um, last we left off because we didn't cover this chapter last month, but um, that will never happen again. <laughs> uh, never, never. Uh, last we left off. Uh, it, Katori has been suffering uh, a little bit of uh, of a slump. Uh, she has been feeling really discouraged after seeing that her squad mates are also not doing great. Uh, Rokudera, who is leading a squad himself, is in the bottom at this point. And, um, you know, uh, her operator, who is her best friend, uh, I forget her name at the moment. But, um, yeah, she's not doing too hot herself on her squad. Uh, so that really brought down her mood. And uh, Osamu basically was asking around her squad mates. Uh, he hit up her operator, I remember, and she was like, "Ah, it's not that I don't want to help you, but like talking to you about her character flaws, you know, I'm her like best friend, and that feels like somewhat uncomfortable. It feels like kind of wrong. It feels like I'm talking shit about her. So, um, you know, there's other people you can ask, but I I don't feel comfortable sharing that information. Uh, she hits up. Uh, her other squad mate and you know he he mentions her blocks and all that stuff and um, I think he mentioned something about giving Katori something to uh, fight you know a little goal to, to shoot for and uh, she's, yeah. he gives the information that uh, apparently Katori has a crush on Kiyosuke who is on Tamakoma 1 so uh, she's just like Kiyosuke what is it with the ske at the end of the name? Yeah, I guess it's a thing. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. What is it with the ske? <laughs> um, anyway, so, you know, Osamu, in short, uh, basically says, hey, if you help us out here and if you uh, if you help us ace these uh, away, ex- away exams, uh, I will personally get you an audience with Kiyosuke. And she was immediately Lit. like, what? Yeah, yo. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> and she just, uh-huh. uh, she immediately is enthusiastic again. Um, and we open this chapter with her basically getting down to business. It's like, all right, so how do, let's iron out these details. Like, how good do I got to perform? What are the conditions? Uh, like, do I got to get a certain amount of points? Do I have to... Uh, reach a certain rank in the battle sims. What do I got to do? Give me a benchmark. I need that. Mm. Um, and um, Sua basically is just like, fine. How about Mikumo's got to make the away mission? And uh, yeah, there's like, there's nothing the rest of us can do to talk to Kiyosuke. So, you know, he's the one who's closest to us, out of, uh, closest to him out of all of us. So it's between yeah. you and him. And um, yeah, she's basically like, Hmm. All right, but you'd better keep your freaking promise. Um. So that's nice. Uh, we then get a couple of scenes with the other squads across the away mission test, kind of going over how they did. A lot of people went higher, uh, jumped in the rankings uh, a lot. Um. 
we have uh, this one moment with Tai Chi who was like feeling down on himself because he wasn't really, he didn't feel like he was really contributing all that much. Uh, and, you know, uh, Inukai really made him feel down about it and <laughs> just like pointing out his insecurities and stuff. And Kage was like, you know, sticking up for him and stuff. But this time, because uh, he, he really aced the special assignment, you know, that he failed last time. So it really helped his crew in general. Mm. Um, so uh, Murakami squad has also done way better. Um, thanks to Hiyami's uh, idea. Uh, I forget what that idea was. I remember their idea being like somewhat interesting, but um, it's been like two months. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we cut over to Ninomiya squad. Uh, they're still good. They're still in first place. Uh, thanks to Emma, because uh, Emma basically, uh, he got 75 and he, he boosted, he boosted his own score, which is pretty good. Uh, From 73 to 75. Um, so yeah. And we get a little moment where Nino Mio is like, he turns over to Chica and he's like, Hmm, you also did better le- than yesterday. Keep that up. And Chica's kind of surprised. She's like, Whoa, a compliment from yeah. Nino Mia. <laughs> um, cute little moment, I guess. Uh, we then cut over to Utagawa squad, um, who, you know, is congratulating the kid. Um, I'm blanking on his name, but I know this kid. Um, he's on Kakizaki squad. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, they're congratulating him because he did pretty good on the special assignment. Um, and we cut over to Urushima and Yuma who are washing dishes and stuff. And, uh, he's asking like, Hmm, you were texting the other day. Who were you texting? And Urushima didn't really spill the beans, but he's like, maybe you were giving your squad mates advice. He's like, no, what do you care anyway? And uh, obviously Yuma can tell that he's lying. So that's nice. Right. <laughs> I feel like uh, this little budding relationship here is going to be important later. Like we may not see the 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 depth of, you know, their friendship, but I feel like Yuma is going to be in a place to like stick up for him later. You know, like I feel mm. like there will be people who will doubt his intentions or whatever. But Yuma is like, he's actually kind of a nice guy. Once you get to know him. Um, What's the deal with this guy again? With the long hair? Urushima is a new character. We haven't really spent a lot of time with him. Um, was he the money guy? Yeah, he was the money guy. Oh. Yeah. For, for those who don't know, what we're referring to is that time. Uh, oh, man. My bad. Uh, he's referring to that time in um, the Rank Wars that uh, well, but before these uh, away missions began, where they were talking about compensation for participating in the rank wars, uh, so yeah, that's him. Anyway, back in Sua Squad, uh, they're talking about um, you know how uh, these skills, like the skills of these individual squads, basically determine the actions, I guess. So. Mm-hmm the reason that so many squads have jumped up before is that everybody's basically gotten to a point where they can face off with each other's best formations uh, against each other. And um, a lot of people benefited from that. Um, so this time uh, Katori says that like, well, you know, they, we can already predict their moves well, well enough because they always go for Osamu. 
because uh, he's kind of like weak. At the, he's the weakest of us. Um, and they're like, all right, so maybe we should defend Mikumo a little better. And Sua takes this in like, yeah, I get what you're saying. And he turns over to Mikumo to see what he's been thinking because he's tasked um, Osamu with like, you know, thinking of ideas. Thinking. To cheese, <laughs> yeah, cheese the game. Uh, and Osamu's like, well, what we're, I feel like what we're really lacking is data. And they're like, wait, but we have like a bunch of data. He's like, no, I think we have all, this is all we have, but I think we should ask around and see what everybody else has absorbed from this. Um, mm. So the first person they called is, um, is Kodera. And uh, <laughs> Sue was basically like, Osamu's hey. uh, uh, light rival. You can't tell me otherwise. They're going to become rivals eventually. What do you mean? They're both the same character, man. No, they're not. Just one's a protagonist and the other isn't. Kodera is an A-rank sniper. Exactly, but like personality. Think, look at them, man. They're damn near the same. It's the same mannerisms, the same temperament. You're just saying you know, that because they have smart glasses. Guys. <laughs> You're just saying that because of the glasses. Oh, shit. Maybe I am. That's no, even their expressions, man. Mm. I'm telling you. That's, mm. that's Osama. That's, that's Mikumo's rival okay <laughs> all right anyway so uh sua is immediately like how's it hanging kodera give us some intel <laughs> uh straight to the point i respect it uh so he uh sua basically uh proposes like hey maybe we should form an alliance uh Ecuador is like, well, we're higher than you in the rankings, so an alliance between us would not be. Well, I, I can see how it benefits you, but for us, what is it? What does your half of the alliance do for us? And Sue is basically like, well, you're not like at the top, right? <laughs> you're better than us, but not by much. Aren't you trying to win? Good point. Aren't you trying to win, bro? Um, how do you think you're gonna get an edge? Mm-hmm. And Coder is like, all right. I'll join. And then um, that's when Sua hands over the phone to Osamu. And that's where the chapter ends. Uh, Josh. Oh. Yeah. What did you think of chapter 226? I loved it. I uh, can't give it to RGC because I have integrity and it's not part of the usual lineup. <laughs> there you go. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, with that said, this was an incredible chapter. Reading it, I didn't feel it at first. Until I got to the end and said, oh, shit, he really built this all up all in one chapter, like the situation. So let me explain. Um, when we when he gave us a little bit of insight, you know, on how the teens are perceiving their information and their ranks and all of that. Right. Like the points we got to like he basically sold us that this at least with this team in particular. Right. With Kodera's team. They already had it in their mind, like, okay, we're at this point, but we need to do whatever it takes to overtake them. Like, and I, as a matter of fact, I think if we go back, they're the ones that were, they, ah, uh, was that Kodera? Uh, no, I think that was, let me, oh man, what team was it that was talking about that? About nah, him. that was a different team that I was talking about. Anything to keep the Nino Mia squad from getting more points. Well, they didn't. They didn't point out their 
they didn't point out Cordero's team in particular, but I think the whole air of it is that everybody's kind of thinking about what little edge could be gained. But it was very realistic that Sewell would be able to manipulate something out of them. Mm-hmm. And it also makes a lot of sense that he, out of most of the other participants, would be the first to kind of think outside the box and say, oh, well, let me just call people and try to see if I can suss something out of them. That's cool. That's really good writing. You know, he, he set up the, the, the possibility of it because it's already on everyone else's mind. It's very realistic that other people are willing to take that chance and even share information if it gives them a jump because there's clear leaders. Like, and then if you look at, okay, even with Coldera squad, he even, like, I mean, Nino Mia said it himself. He is in a position where it's like, bro, you see how Mizukami's smoking your shit. You better look for any type of out you can. You know, and the same argument could be said for someone like Nino Mia squad where they're doing really well, but they could get the jump. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's acceptable outside of Mizukami, right? But that still leaves one, two, three, four, five, six other teams that they could possibly work with. And if even one or two of those teams give them some data, that's way more than they had to work with earlier. So it's a really sound strategy, very well written. And it's why we can read seemingly procedural chapters like this with excitement, in my opinion. Yeah. That's why World Trigger is la 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 la. <laughs> That's bang bang. Can the... I get the can I get the shot drop? Yeah. Um... Get ready, everybody. Bow, bow, bow. That one? <laughs> I didn't hear it. Oh. Shit. Well, hopefully it doesn't rape y'all bow, ears. Bow, bow. No, it's I did I did the uh, lawyer one. What you no, the one shot one. Oh, I want the one shot find one. That's the world trigger one. That one. Nope, Brian's gate is closed, so that's why I couldn't hear it. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I guess those are all my thoughts. I mean, other, you know, I I thought there was, you know, what's a moment that stood out to me with um, Inukai. Yeah. No, not Inukai. Inukai's team. Uh, I forget the kid. Uh, uh, Tachi, Taichi, Taichi. Yeah, I thought that was. I thought it was really funny when he was like feeling good about himself, and he tried to crack a little joke like, "Oh, man. like, like you guys struggled without me on those battle sins, right?" And knowing damn well that wasn't the case. And the guy is just like, "Oh yeah, you're right. We do tend to do much better without you." <laughs> <laughs> and he says it so plainly and he was just like oh it was a joke like get the fuck out of here man you're an ass like he really is an asshole i can't wait until that they really implode and fight each other it's gonna happen maybe no way um yeah that's about it yeah um i thought the situation with nino mia was really cool too how he treated ima and then recovered with amatori you know with I, I, I like I like that, you know, Asma is clearly, you know, showing Ninomiya, like he's softly showing him like different leadership styles and, and, and ways he can go about talking to his teammates. Mm-hmm. I like it. Asma's not like he the way he said it, like that's, you know, he how he includes Ninomiya and Ninomiya is smart enough to understand that, like, OK, I, you know, I see what he's trying to do. But Asma's slick, you know, he's he's not ordering Ninomiya to do anything. He's just making him more aware. That's a good way of teaching. There's a, there's many different ways of teaching, and subtlety is one of the harder ones to do. 
Asuma is one of my favorite characters. Oh, yeah. I love Asuma. Uh, you don't even see him that much. That's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. The first sniper. The first sniper. So fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, I also really love this chapter. I mean, it's a very... Uh, it's a rule, basically, around here that World Trigger... We would give it the RGC every time it pulls up. <laughs> every single time. Uh, so, you know, we tend to uh, disqualify it from getting an RGC. <laughs> Unless it's very undeniably better than everything else. I mean... I mean, all rules is out is off once there's a, you know, a rank war or some type I mean, of there will regular be a war. There will be a real battle simulation going. So... Yeah, and then the time. it's going to be quiet for the rest of the series. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of series are gonna take a couple L's, but you know it'd be that way. Um, we gotta we gotta give World Trigger its flowers when we can. But that being said, I think um, Josh, you said everything I wanted to say. There's a lot going on here in terms of. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, I don't want to. I'm trying to think. Uh, one thing that's I think is interesting is that you know they're all given these phones, you know, to communicate with each other, and Osamu was. I mean, you know, there have been other squads that have reached out to each other in the past, but Osamu is the only one to think, like, no, we should really be using these to form alliances and, like, really start to have uh, a bridge intel, a bridge of intel between squads. Um, so, good on him for that. It's very Osamu to, like, kind of think outside mm -hmm. the box in that regard. I don't think anybody really thinks, because, you know, the this is a competitive environment, so they think, you know, like the implication that they're all like, you know, tr ranking each other and all that stuff. But the truth is this is a test of an away mission where everyone's working together. Like, you know what I mean? This is a, this yeah. whole test is about how you work with others. So it would make sense that communication between these, between each other, putting aside like this, uh, uh hyper competitive attitude and simply communicating with each other is the real test here. It's, is what I think. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the only interesting thing that I have to really uh, offer here outside of the thing I mentioned with Yuma and Urashima. I think that's uh, that's going to be, that's going to pay off a little bit down the road. So to tell me Urashima is yeah. going to find his way onto this away mission somehow. Um, so uh, I'm just excited, man. There's a, uh, there's a lot to love with world trigger. I, I don't really have much else to say that you haven't already said. So uh, I think I'm good to move on if you are. Yeah, um, we love World Trigger. Can't wait. These next 26 days are going to be rough. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. I can't believe it. A monthly This, this is a monthly series, man. Uh, <laughs> Shit, indeed. Yeah. Well, all right. With that being said, let's move onward. Black Clover. This is Black Clover chapter 340, an opening. Uh, we get this cool little color page to celebrate. Apparently, there's a Black Clover movie coming out. Uh, so, good for Tabata. Uh, we open this chapter where we last left off. Um, Asta has uh, decided to learn the ways of Zetan, which is the basically the magic of the Land of the Sun. Uh, and we saw that he already has kind of an affinity for it. Um, he's been chopping bamboo sticks, uh, left and right that are made of the, uh, 
the Yoriku. Yoriku. That's a hard word to say, to be honest. Um, but it's your your Ryuku. Your Yoku. I think it's your Yoku. I could be wrong. Yoku. Yoku. That's from Yu-Gi-Oh! And he's like, yo, move. Yo, move. (laughs) Uh, Dude, Yu-Gi-Oh! was lit. So, yeah, basically, uh, Asta's got the basics down. By the time we open this chapter, he's chopped multiple bamboo shoots. Um, And now they're like, well, it's time for you to move up to sparring. And uh, he is sparring with Ichika, who is, again, the Yami, uh, the sister of Yami. Um, so in order to do that, he just like does devil union mode with Lieb and, um, he's like, it's time for me to get serious. And Ichika's like, you call that getting serious? This may be training, but this is real combat. If you don't take it seriously, I'm telling you, you'll die. And she just smacks Asta around for pretty much this entire chapter. Uh, Just like that, she's become stronger than most of the devils. Oh, yeah. Already. Right, this is yeah. Um, kicks Asta directly into the sky is just beating the fuck out of him, and that's. And he pulls of... out his swords to fight her with. By the way, yeah, and she's fighting him with bare hands. Yeah, I want to. I want. Let's all remember. Asta has beaten devils without help. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe not. Lucifero. Mm-hmm. And this new light mage, but, I mean, soul devil guy anyway she's really fucking strong bro yeah he's the final boss of the series actually yeah um the boss the shogun guy is basically like anti-magic stuff she has a hard time hitting you when you're concentrating <laughs> but every once in a while your attention lapses and that's when she gets you and uh he mentions that that goes for lucius too because he's as strong as they come so don't face him head on uh find that teeny little opening line up your biggest attack and uh, we see this as Ichika is just approaching him with her sword, uh, and she lets on an attack, and it basically cuts the entirety of the bamboo forest clean in half. And uh, Asta blocks that, thank God, but uh, she manages to uh, open up his stance and kick the flying fuck out of his guts, uh, sending him flying outward. And Asta is still standing. He's out of his Union Devil mode. Uh, Ichika's a little surprised by that. He's like, I'm not done yet. And she just basically finishes him off by slapping the shit out of his head, knocking him out, um, for the battle. Uh, and the chapter ends with them like, wow, you know, I mean, you know, you beat him, but Hey, he took the full force of your attack. Only a few people in the country can do that. The kids got a little promise, huh? And, uh, that's Mm. where the chapter ends. Josh, what did you think of chapter 340 of Black Clover? I thought this is a quick ass chapter, <laughs> but it, it did get to the point. Um, I mean, you heard what I was saying earlier. Everyone heard that was listening. I was a little irritated that she's just this incredibly powerful. It would have been different if it was just that, oh, like the skill she has is up to that point where it can rival certain strengths, but like in an actual fight. Asta would overwhelm because of all of the experience he has and all the different situations and the devil union. But no, she's just this gangster. And um, quite frankly, if they don't bring her and the rest of the pixel, whoever fucking almighty powerful people of this land of the sun, they better go with him to fight Lucifero. They better go help out the captains while they're losing. Like this shit is the Sasuke retrieval art. 
That's how I feel. Cause she's strong. What? What the? She could have beat. Um, remember the the when the elves took over yeah. and then that devil came out for the yeah. first time. She would have beat him. Yeah, definitely. She would have beat him. Yeah, for sure. And I'm not even upset about that. I'm just being like, make sure we all we all on the same page here. Yeah. She is the most powerful person in the series that is a protagonist. Thus far. Thus far. She is stronger than Asta. Yeah. You must accept that. I do. I'm talking to those that are listening. But yeah, I'm glad you do know, Chris. I'm glad you accept it. Yeah. Um, I'm not being sarcastic or facetious. I'm dead eye serious. I am mad. At least she used, at least she's cool. I mean she's a hyper Sunderay, but she's not a regular Sunderay. Yeah. Um yeah, and she was karate chopping bamboo. I think that's pretty lit, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Okay, so that's all I really have to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, this is just like a standard shonen training arc a little bit. You know, Ichika is strong and probably the strongest protagonist we've seen so far. In Black Clover thus far. So far, but that's like, you know, by design. You know, there's probably like other people because she's part of a squad. There's like seven other people that can do the same she- thing she can. So... Allegedly. Know. Allegedly. So, you know, there's uh there's a bunch of other folks. So, you know. You never know. I I really like this chapter. It is kind of like, you know, just uh just power scaling in a way. It, like Josh said, it is just showing that you know, the power that that Asta's trying to learn here is very different and it is uh it is something he's gonna have to master in order to give him an edge on Lucius going forward. So, edge, edge. <laughs> so I have, uh, I, I don't really have a, an issue with it at all. Um, Ichika's probably gonna be overtaken by Asta at some point because, you know, he does more push-ups than anybody on the planet. Way more. Uh, and pull-ups and sit-ups. And pull-ups and sit-ups. Uh, maybe crutches, crunches as well. So, uh. I, I, yeah, you know, it is what it is. He's doing a training arc, and I appreciate it. Uh, I love training arcs, so this is gonna, this is gonna go well. Uh, I don't have much else to say. It is like a big old action chapter, but it is cool to see. Although she is like a character that we've seen a billion times, also in this series alone, uh, Ichika is a cool character. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all I gotta say about Black Clover this week. I thought. It was a solid chapter. So did I. Um, anyway, uh, ready to move on? Was this the audience? Oh, we didn't do one this week, unfortunately. I, I failed. Shame, you. shame, shame. Apologies. Next week. Next week, you guys can vote Black Clover to win again. So hold your horses. Uh, all right, let's move on then. Undead on look. This is Undead Unluck, chapter 130. And I'm going to pass this over to Josh because you said you wanted to do Undead. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't ready, actually. I don't know why I was just ready to listen. Okay, so uh, we have Undead Unluck, chapter number 130. It's for your own good. I actually remember when this hit chapter 100. That was quite a while ago, but within weeks. this year. 
30 weeks ago to be exact. Well, it took a break. Yes, at one yeah. Point. Well, give, it took give like or take. a break, like maybe two or three times. Give or take a couple weeks. I don't think, because uh, I feel like this guy doesn't take breaks unless like it's a jump overall break. Him, right. him and Actually, Tabata. You're probably right. Like when him and Tabata are working, they're working. Like Tabata just came back from a hiatus, but before that, he came out. They came out every week. These guys. Yeah, they they stay they stay busy. Yeah. But um, that's without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyways, um, in the previous chapter of Undead Unlocked, uh, they the Negators all tried their might to stand up against the Sun God, but it uh, it wasn't enough. He was tearing them apart. Um, up until Victor decided to arrive on the scene after explaining to Andy that he must help Juiz until she dies, which he really wants to see, by the way. Yeah. It was kind of weird and confusing, but I get it. We you know, that was his goal. He wanted he he wanted her to die romantically. It was a romantic gesture. Yeah. 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 Right? So um, you know, he just was like, please Andy, let me let me die out on that battlefield with her. As we face off against Sun, he was like, shit, alright, I'm gonna see Fuko on the other side anyway. Mm. Peace. Peace. Alright, so um yeah, Victor took over and then um the lunar the lunar god, Luna, uh bestowed them with the uh three super awesome ancient artifacts. Actually they had a name. They have two the of the three. Divine Huh? They have two of the three. They don't have all three. Yeah, they yeah, they were bestowed with two out of the three of the uh ancient web. I don't think they were bestowed, they had them. They had it. Previously, yes, right? Yes, they did have it. Yeah, I got that confused. Yeah, the uh, the Soul Sword and the Aegis Shield. As a matter of fact, I don't think it's called the Soul Sword, but it's it the could Rebellion be. Sword. Thanks. No problem. Oh, yes, yeah, she says. Okay, right, right. And, uh, you know, Juice was charging up her attack with all the pain of billions of years to attack God. And that's where we open up the chapter, with her doing that. She'll imbue the rage and torment of 455.4 billion years. Which, by the way, I listened to the podcast from last week, uh, a few days ago. And uh, while we were trying to figure out just how much billions are, we didn't do a good job of explaining the scope. I'm also not going to do that right now. Because I didn't (laughs) go out of my way to bring up any details. It's It's just an unfathomably long time. That's all we need to really understand. So that's how much rage he's going to use. And that should be enough to take down a god in theory. In theory. I guess, you know, we're going to find out in these pages. Um, But as uh, Victor watches uh, Juiz jump up to splash down God himself, uh, he thinks back to better days, uh, so to speak, when uh, he first built Juiz this huge fucking armor set. She looks like Unbreakable. Yeah. Just as a knight <laughs> instead of a Bushido Bushido uh, Bushido armor man, whatever there that you know Japanese style of armor was. It was cool. I liked yeah. it. Um yo, did you so did you peep Victor's apron? Yeah, undead 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 X unjust. I just noticed that now. That's so hilarious. That's Matt Q. He loved that. Yeah. He loved the shit out of Juiz. Um 
say he makes out of this big ass suit of armor because he's like, look, like, keep yourself safe. I'm the only one that has to fight. I mean, I can't die, so it's all good. Like, let me handle it. I'll figure it all out. And Dries is like, no, 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 no. Like, I, it's, it's been long enough. We've been do so many loops. I just want to, you know, I, I want, I want to actually help out and, and put some work in. Boom. So we cut back to Drees hidden uh hidden guy with the rebellion sword and you know it wasn't enough mm-hmm. but he did jerk back it, it did make it did knock him back and that's the first time he's actually been affected by something because those blasts from that gun uh, in the last chapter didn't really do much it just kind of stopped him in place yeah damn anyway um speaking of the gun uh Julius orders Creed to start blasting uh, the sun god a little bit more as he's trying to charge. I don't know if that's his eye or if that's him charging up like a, a, a fire blast. It looks terrifying either way to be. Yeah, it's like a fire blast because you know? he did it before, remember? He shot a fire Yeah, blast. but he's not charging it up right now. It looks like he's just looking at them. Yeah, I mean, it, it is creepy be. regardless. It's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. Not, You're not right. At all. We have another flashback with Victor. Um, it's a situation where I guess um, maybe a few loops ago, um, Juiz and uh, Victor was on the battlefield with some of the uh, rest of the uh, un- the Union members. Mm-hmm. And I guess some of them died. And, you know, he's just like, yo, like, what, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, you just, all you have to do is rely on me. I can't die. Like, you don't even have to die. It's fun. <laughs> ooh, ooh, what's the what the fuck is wrong with John? Julius is just trying to let him know, like, look, we we can fuck it up. We're not enough. We need more help. Yeah. And people are going to risk dying. It is what it is, Victor. I don't know what to tell you. You know? Mm-hmm. They're necessary. And uh, obviously, Victor didn't get it because he turned into a whole bad guy. <laughs> after the fact but i think he's starting to get it now i think he's starting to, to understand that a little bit now mm-hmm. uh so you know he's he, he's snapped out of the flashback by Juiz, like telling him to cover him like cover me please victor and he's just like oh shit i never thought i'd hear those words mm-hmm. and uh damn right after that she thrust the rebellion sword was the rebellion <laughs> <laughs> the rebellion sword—it's a guy's head. Jeez, that's uh, pretty vicious, man. That's pretty cool. And she's getting fucking bombarded with this with the gal- galaxy gun uh, a few towns away. Uh, he's he's getting guys getting getting attacked, man. They they they're giving him everything they can as the time goes down further and further. And uh, Juiz telling him like, "Look, uh, you know, isn't this amazing?" I put together this squad. We looking like the the dream. We looking like the fucking U- dream team, man. We looking like the USA. And, oh wait, <laughs> LeBron and Kobe and them. They was wild in that year, yo. They were. They was. You see the documentary? There was no stopping them. There's no. Yeah. I think you see the documentary. The Redeem team. I mean. Yeah. No, I didn't see the documentary, oh. but I remember following it <laughs> in real life. I didn't. I remember see watching uh, some of those games. Mm. Oh man, they tore everybody up. I bet it was not, and they didn't like. They didn't like uh, relax either, because you know I guess they had lost. You know from when they had lost the year before. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, uh, so, all right, Juiz uh, tells Victor that she put together some, like, a great-ass team. But, but Victor's thinking to himself, you know, I know it's for your own good that you die and that you just forget about me so that you can finally live happily. Um, but, and we get interrupted by Juiz saying, oh, just three more minutes, just a little longer, you know. If you and then she says, uh, if you will allow me such a chance, then in the next loop, you and I could once again have sex. But uh, she couldn't say that because because, uh, she died. She did. Have sex to lead a relationship and stuff, and maybe get married, but nope. I was interrupted by the rebellion sword taking the last of her energy and rage out of her body. Everybody reacts because they all feel her death through their through the key through their negator negation key. Yeah, their power of friendship. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm going with. And uh, right, of course, Foucault uh, is is weeping. Yeah, she realized she died. She weeps. She, weep, she wept. And uh, yep. Victor says, thinks to himself, it was supposed to be for your own good. So what is this feeling of sadness and rage? And we get a pretty... Uh, oh, why don't you pick a word, Chris? What word would you use to describe how uh, Victor looks, as he says, and rage? Uh... Jeffrey Dahmer-esque? Yeah, he's Jeffrey Dahmer-esque. But I don't know if Jeffrey Dahmer ever showed this much emotion. <laughs> It was always just like, oh, that's the point. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't, yeah, they don't really have emotion. Mm. Wait, really? I mean, he looks pretty pissed here. No, not Victor. I'm talking about serial killers and stuff. They don't oh. have the same emotions as us. That's why yeah. they do that. Yeah, they're missing that empathy and relating. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Now yeah. at the end of the chapter, uh, Victor is probably going to turn himself into a blood bomb and kill the sudden god. We'll see. That's my prediction. I mean, if he does that, then the series is over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, remember Crowley from The Gray Man? We probably made this reference already with the blood technique. Yeah, I remember. It's very similar. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. One of the best battles was Crowley. Oh, for sure. One of the best battles I've ever read was Crowley. That was crazy. I wanted to reread the series just to get to that part. It's all on Shonen Jump. I know. I'm I'm a, I'm going to get there. Yeah. Um all right. I guess I'll give my thoughts. I thought this was a really cool chapter overall. Um man, the stuff with Huey is sad and you know, going back to their flashback. Uh I did love the little touch of the apron, you know. Uh yeah. I mentioned that the undead injustice. Um and it's him wearing it, not her. That's what's so funny. Yeah, yeah, this is like the definition of, you know, just like nothing going right, <laughs> I guess. This is a very much a sacrifice play, and we've all known that for a while, but man, it, it sure does feel that way, I guess. Yeah. Um, That last page where Victor, like, looks pissed is really well drawn. Probably one of the best drawn pages I've seen in Undead Unluck. I thought it was great. Mm. Um. But yeah, we all know this is all all this stuff is going to happen. I'm excited to see what Victor does because you know, we we've been seeing more and more of his like emotional depth 
uh, going forward. Like before, he was very much in the same vein of like the Nightail Fox. He was like the 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 guy within with all the power. Um, so Victor himself has more experience with his negation than Andy. So he's gonna do some cool shit. I bet. Um, he doesn't use it nearly as wildly, you know. So well, yeah, I'm excited to see how this uh, how this continues on. Um, but yeah, those are really my only thoughts. Actually, I mean, not to yeah. interject while you're talking, but uh, you don't even have to ask me. I <laughs> wonder how he's gonna what, what what's gonna result of this rage. What are you gonna do? To, <laughs> that's gonna change anything? <laughs> like oh, you know, you gotta get real mad at the sun. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Damn you, son. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> you made my girlfriend extinguish her soul. Yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, well, that was it <laughs> then, I guess. Right? No more. Does she even do anything to God? Like, well, we'll find out, I guess. Um, I feel like I they're gonna. So. There's gonna be a thing where he's like, "Damn, they actually almost got me this time." Probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Might have to get serious. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I wish Luna was like that. Luna's close. Luna's the other type of villain where she's like, "Ho ho ho! How delightful and entertaining!" Mo ho ho. Um, everything is totally in my control at this point. Yeah, everything is fine. Yeah, yeah. That was on that unlocked though, guys. Yeah, nothing. Uh, well, we never some stuff to talk about, but I thought it was interesting and fun and. Uh, mm-hmm. excited to see. I don't even know what it's going to be like post jump. You know what I mean? Like post loop. Like how do you could, is it just going to start over? How long is it going to go? It's going to be weird. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see how it's executed overall, but yep, that was undead unluck. And, uh, that was our show. Thank you guys so much for listening as per usual. Uh, you can find me at the Chris Aspinall on Twitter and Instagram, Josh at Cole underscore 37 on Instagram at NYC. Uh, no, sorry. At New Jump City Josh on Twitter. Uh, follow Brian at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, he has a Twitch channel at uh, twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Check him out on there. He plays video games there sometimes. Uh, the show itself, you can follow at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, email us at newdripcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything guys want us to talk about on the show. Check us out on that. Uh, comment, like, share, subscribe the podcast on YouTube. Uh, please do. Uh, we've been getting a, a couple comments here and there, and that's been very fun. So uh, check us out on that. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts as well. If you prefer audio podcasts, uh, the audio version of the podcast usually goes up first. So check us out on that. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. As per usual, we'll see you next week. Stay safe, New Jeff citizens. Peace out, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>